Broadcasting to you live from the great state of Texas, from the Badlands of Texas. I'm Jerry Adams. You're watching Midnight Radio, and I've got a question for you today. How many of you have a spouse that likes to use your towel and take it away, and then you come out of the shower and don't have a towel? That very thing happened to me today. Let me tell you about it. There I was, naked as a jaybird and what is a penguin, and just about as cold. I go to grab for my towel right before the show. Well, maybe an hour or so before the show. And there was no towel. But guess what I did have? I had a cocktail napkin in the pants of my jeans that were laying in the corner. But on that cop cocktail napkin, I had some songs written on there that I was going to use for, for the pre-shows, you know, for the Midnight Radio pre-show. So I was going to... Well, I didn't know what to do. I, I needed to hurry up. So, yeah, I used a cocktail napkin, and it transferred the ink onto my ass. And it did it in reverse pattern. So I would have had to have stuck my ass up to the mirror, used my phone, took a picture, and then sent it out to uh, somebody to get the songs ready for me. I didn't have the time. So that was Johnny Vincent, everybody. He was covering for me in the pre-show stream. Thank you very much. If you're wondering if maybe you've heard some of those songs before, he had to go over the old list. Completely not his fault. My fault, everybody. So there you go with that. So you noticed when you looked at the thumbnail, you saw Art Bell on there, and it says guest starring Art Bell. How could that be? Uh, Art Bell has passed. What is Jerry pulling? He has a picture of Nancy Grace on there, too. Is this somehow related to that? Some kind of trick he's pulling? No. It's not. We will have Art Bell on here tonight, me and him talking together, albeit a previous recording. I'm going to play that in the middle of the show. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Before that, the first thing we're going to go over is some new information that was brought to my attention about the Moscow 4. And this is involved with somebody called T-Rev, although I've never seen his show. I did see clips of it and where he has somebody call in and people were saying it was none other than Coldberger. So uh, we're going to go over that video that was sent to us by somebody. Thank you very much. We're going to go over that. We have some of the current stories going around the USA. We got some good news. We got some bad news. We have some more from the Murdoch trial. Are you curious as if you don't know, are you curious as to what the last text he sent Alex sent to his wife is? It wasn't Bazinga. We're going to go over that here in a minute. We're also, uh, we're going to take phone calls in the second half. I have two people, or I have one person for sure that wants to talk about. Um, let me pull that up. They want to talk about. I'm trying to. Hold on. I want to say this right. I mean, there's a new term they use every week, and the word is not Asperger's anymore. So it's um, ASD is a word they use. We're going to go over that. We have somebody that's going to call in through our Discord, supposedly. So we'll see how that goes. And others, there's some of you that would like to talk about that based on our last conversation that we had about that. Do I think that Brian Kohlberger has personality disorder i believe he probably has some personality disorder do i believe he has asperger's not necessarily 
I don't. I mean, as far as I know, he's, he's never been diagnosed. I know for sure he's never taken any medicine for it. I don't know. Do I think people with Asperger's are prone to crime? No, I don't. Do I think that they might be prone to manipulation? Possibly. Is there a lot I don't know? Yes. Do I have members of my family that have it? Yes. Are we going to talk about it tonight? That's up to you. I know some of you guys have a lot to say about it. I'm here to listen to be educated. That's what this show is about. All right, let's go into the first story. Again, we have a lot of stories here for you tonight. And in the middle, I'll tell you who our executive producers are and how you can be one and how to become a member. And then we're going to go into the Art Bell story. First up here, I'll even show you the video of this one right here. This is brought to me up in the Discord. So if you're a member of Midnight Radio Beyond Level 2, then you can join our Discord. And we have a lot of good information on there. And this came from that. So here we go. This is an audio reenactment based upon our own opinion and speculation as to what is being said. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And let me tell you who this is from. This is from Crime Time TV. There'll be a link to this up in the show notes after the show. The landscape that surrounds 1122 King Road forms a natural amphitheater. At this location, sound naturally amplifies or echoes from the surrounding hillside and buildings. This can explain why the Ring Audio recorded what was happening at 1122 King Road. We believe initially, the Ring device captured a phone call between the girls and the perpetrators. The girls believed the prank call was from outside. But the perps were calling on a burner phone from Kaylee's bedroom, they were inside the house. There are three male voices. Maddie mentioned one by name. Another voice sounds familiar to a guy they were seen walking down the street with. The third male spoke as an alpha with some authority. In our next video, we will return to the grub truck to explore the possibility of other suspects. Please like, subscribe, comment and share. So you're a male whore, right? Right. You have a brain, right? I think we're going to have to go double speed on this. Don't you? Get the fuck out of here. I know it's you, Brian. It's Brian. What did you tell her? What did you just do? She called my name? Tell him to come, all right? I'm gonna party on them. That's vulgar. 
That's Yes, it gets bolder. Don't kill me. Brian, you killed her. Oh, they're from here. Go get them. You lost your protector. I'll make your man a little homo. How'd y'all find us? The media. What media? We got you on social media. Who are, are you? I'm Muslim. Muslim, but with who? I'm with everybody. Z. Zaina. Let me up. Her boyfriend's going crazy. All right, so let me tell you what this show is about, what I'm about, what this show is about, what that video is about. I know I said what the show is about first. So this is your show. I play the things that you guys bring me. Somebody brought me this, so I played it. That's what we do. We take these wild-ass speculations. We take these wild-ass theories. We take these wild-ass videos. We play them. We put a pin in it, and we come to it later when we get the real information out. Now, supposedly, this is a premise of that video. There was some recording off of a ring audio camera that was really low. They used computer-generated spectral analysis to find out what it was saying. I don't know if it was everything that was from that ring camera or from several different residences. Perhaps it was. And that is what they got. Was it word salad? Perhaps. Is there any valuable information in there? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I brought it to you. Put a pin in it. Look at it later. Let's move on to the next article right here. So, in the Alex Murdoch trial, again, for those of you that don't know who that is, it's a, tri well, it's a little bit large, isn't it? For those of you who don't know who that is, we got South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch's final text to wife revealed during murder trial. I don't know about you, but I'd want to know what that text was. So, her name was Maggie Murdoch. Her phone was in an airplane mode. With the Wi-Fi turned off, but it still captured device activity 
on the night she was killed. Let me play this video for you. Um, I don't want to play the actual footage for you. I'm just going to do the audio because of the Today Show. With the trial now in its second week, the focus in a South Carolina courtroom is centering around the words of Alec Murdoch, the former high-profile attorney accused of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul on the family's sprawling property back in 2021. On Tuesday, the jury shown Alec's final text message to Maggie. Call me, babe. That message left unread, sent a short time after prosecutors say Maggie and Paul had been gunned down. But it was a five-word statement made by Murdoch in a lengthy interview with police three days after the murders that both sides have scrutinized in court. I did it so bad. According to investigators, I did him so bad as Murdoch tearfully discussed his son. But the defense pushing back, arguing Murdoch said they and not I, even playing a slowed down version of that audio for the jury. Still, Jeff Croft, a senior special agent with South Carolina's law enforcement division, maintaining he heard I. In cross-examination, the defense questioning Croft. Why, if he believed Murdoch made a possible confession, Croft only made what he called a mental note. If the guy in the middle of the circle, the only one in the circle, says, I did him so bad, isn't that a significant statement if he actually said that? It's definitely something we would follow up with. A forensic expert later also revealing Maggie's phone had been in airplane mode with the Wi-Fi turned off, though still able to capture device activity. Within a space of about two minutes, you see three separate calls from Alex's phone incoming into uh, Maggie's phone. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Prosecutors seeming to suggest someone picked up Maggie's phone minutes after her murder. It appears the phone's being moved and the cameras activating in the background to see if it would recognize somebody's face that would unlock it. All right, Katie, the trial, of course, continuing today. What, what else could we learn in court from those cell phones? Well, I think one of the biggest piece of evidence in this case, Craig, at least of what we've heard so far, the one everyone seems to be waiting for, is a cell phone video that was taken from Paul Murdoch's phone inside that kennel about an hour before Alec dialed 911. Paul is actually showing a friend the condition of his dog in that kennel, and prosecutors say you can hear Alec Murdoch's voice in the background. You don't physically see him on camera, but you hear him. That places him at the scene just an hour before the that 911 call blows a pretty big hole in the alibi if the jury believes it because Murdoch says he was never inside that kennel that night until he discovered the bodies. Craig? Yeah. Here's the timeline so important. Katie back. Katie, thank you. I played that video because it was sent to me. Okay. Calling his behavior reckless. All right, we're not going to go to the Rust trial. All right, I do have some good news for you. We're going to go over the story right now. This came from the Associated Press. Oregon kidnapping suspect dies of self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Remember this story? The suspect of violent kidnapping in Oregon, a man who spent little time behind bars for a similar case in Nevada, died after shooting himself during a standoff. I'm a little bit long here, aren't I? 
He died after shooting himself during a standoff with heavily armed police. Benjamin Obadiah Foster, 36, died at a hospital Tuesday night, hours after he was taken into custody. Foster had been the subject of an intensive manhunt in southwestern Oregon after a woman was found unconscious, bound and near death in a house in Grants Pass on January 24th. On Wednesday, she remained hospitalized in critical condition. In 2019, before moving to Oregon, Foster held his then-girlfriend captive inside her Las Vegas apartment for two weeks. He reached a deal with Clark County prosecutors in August 2021 that allowed him to plead guilty to one felony count of battery and a misdemeanor count of battery constituting domestic violence. A judge sentenced Foster to between one and two and a half years in Nevada prison after factoring in the 729 days he had spent in jail awaiting trial. Wow. Foster could have been made to serve almost 200 additional days in state custody under the maximum sentence. Instead, he was released the day he was brought to prison. Nevada Corrections Department stated that it's extremely troubling. He wound up being sought for attempted murder in Oregon instead of remaining behind bars in Nevada. The attack and ensuing hunt for Foster by local police, Oregon State Police, and federal agents has rattled residents of Grants Pass, a number of some 40,000 in southwest Oregon. Now, Foster narrowly eluded a police raid last Thursday in the unincorporated community of Wolf Creek, Oregon, then was sent on Tuesday in the same neighborhood where the woman he was accused of attacking was found. He barricaded himself under the same house as police arrived in full force. Foster then shot himself, was taken into custody, and then to the hospital where he died, police said. For those of you that remember, we went over this last, the day before yesterday, that he would use dating apps to find women, track women, uh, abuse women, and then he used the same dating apps to find women that were susceptible to help him. He is no longer living. He gave himself the death penalty. People, I want you guys to be careful of who, who you talk to, of these dating apps. I think, I mean, there's so many people dying being murdered from Tinder. Don't you think if they really gave a damn, Tinder would be gone? But they don't. Just so you know, the only one that's going to protect you is you. You need to take responsibility for your own safety. Please do that. Moving right along here. We go over two more stories, and then we'll be in the middle of the show. This is a confusing story to me. They found a high schooler unalive right outside of the school. And it took them a long time to find her. And I'll play the rest for you right now. Shocking to me. Police are releasing new information now on the death of a 15-year-old girl in Ann Arbor. Adriana Davidson went missing on Friday. Her body was found yesterday on the grounds of Pioneer High School. An autopsy was completed today, and we should learn more about the cause of death in the coming days. But police are still stressing they do not believe foul play was involved and that there's no threat of any kind of the community. Police say after reviewing security footage, they believe Adriana was alone. 
when she died. Tonight, we're learning more about the tragic death of a Washtenaw County 10th grader. 15-year-old Adriana Davidson was found dead this afternoon at the football stadium at Ann Arbor's Pioneer High School. Uh, police are clear there appears to be no foul play here. Mara McDonald, live in Ann Arbor tonight. Adriana went missing on Friday, Mara. That's right, Devin, and her family went looking for her. They reported her missing. Family, friends, the police, they all went searching for her over the weekend, but it wasn't until a police dog was brought here to the Ann Arbor Pioneer campus today that her body was found underneath the bleachers in the football stadium. After pleas for help to find Adriana went out over the weekend, she was ultimately found on school property this afternoon. Officially, all law enforcement will say is there is no foul play here and there is no threat to the public. That translates to they suspect a drug overdose. The question is whether it was intentional or not. Law enforcement sources at Washtenaw County confirm there is surveillance video of Adriana on Friday coming on the bus to school, then leaving and coming back again around noon on Friday. Surveillance shows she never entered the building. Her phone was found by the tennis courts, which are close to the football stadium. Her family, friends, and the sheriff's department searched for her over the weekend. They brought tracking dogs in late this morning at Pioneer High School and found her body in the football stadium. The school district in an email to parents tonight saying, Quote, we are all deeply saddened by the loss of Adriana. Our sincere and heartfelt condolences go out to Adriana's family, friends, and the pioneer community. Please reach out and support each other. Remember, this hard news affects everyone differently. Back here live, clearly the autopsy in this case is going to be very important. Meanwhile, the school district is bringing in counselors to try and help her classmates cope with what has occurred. We're live in Ann Arbor tonight. I'm Mara McDonald, Local 4. It's just a crushing story. It's a very crushing story. So what do we have here? Let's, let's look at this. We have a girl who it took them a long time to find. I don't know how long it took them to view the video footage. She did not actually go into the school. She went to the side of the school under the bleachers. Apparently, from what they're saying, and they're saying there's no investigation, it was a drug overdose, that she went under the bleachers and overdosed on drugs. Whether it be a suicide or not, here's my question to you. Do you think it being a suicide, let's say it is, or death by misadventure, which technically would be what a drug overdose would be by a 10-year-old. No? Do you th still think it should be investigated? Do you think if there is a really bad situation, really bad things going on in the family life, that perhaps that could be a attributing factor, and perhaps a parent could be put in a position under extenuating circumstances of making her home life a living hell, Maybe they could get charged with manslaughter. What are your thoughts about this? Have you ever heard of any stories where that happened before? I haven't. Just some thoughts. I'm going to open the phone line in the second half of the show. And I want to hear from you. I'm going to look in my Discord right now. If you don't mind. Because I was supposed to get a phone call today. We're going to talk about autism spectrum disorder, but I do not see the lady that's going to talk to me here. Let me look. 
beautiful angel was going to contact me, but I do not see her here. Let me send her a message. I would also like to invite Electra to call in if she wants to. See if she's going to call in tonight. I would like to thank the sponsors of this show. That's what I call them. That's what I think of sponsors. But really, they're the executive the executive producers of the show. I'd like to thank them very much. Let me tell you where all the money to this show goes. It goes to our music radio license. If you were here right before the show started, many of you weren't, about five of you were. Thank you very much. You participated and you got to listen to something very special. Maybe the rest of you didn't know about it. And that is this. We had Johnny Vincent, one of our DJs up there. We have Johnny Vincent and Hot Ham. Let's see, today is, what, what is today? I think it's Thursday, am I right? Yeah, today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. Hot Ham's on Friday at 4 p.m. And uh, she is going to spin for an hour, 4 p.m. to 5, and the show starts at 5. I'm telling you, it's a good time. You're going to have fun. They're going to have fun. You have a wide variety of music as they shake out all the bugs out of the software and the music, the music system. So there you go. You're all welcome to join into that. I'd like to thank our executive producers, Sir Williams and Lady Sandy. Thank you very much for sponsoring this show today. All the money goes to the music license. I appreciate you guys very much. So let me go ahead and move on here. I told you about, oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. If you'd like to be an executive producer for a donation of $20 or more towards our music license, you can become an executive producer. But any amount... That you send goes straight to that license. We appreciate it. If you'd like to become a member, you can see there if you're in the chat right now, I have it pinned up top. You can check that out and see what all the benefits are. We have videos there that are exclusive, exclusively for members. We have live streams exclusively for members. We have one coming up this week. I thought about whether or not to play this part about Art Bell just to our members or not, but I said, no, I'm going to use this for everybody. So, all right. Here we go. You can use a super sticker. You can use a super thanks, however you'd like to do it. We have a cash app, which is, let me type that in chat if any of you are interested. Anything helps. I'm going to put up a, a fundraising thermometer up on our community page that lets you know what level we're at, where we need to be. We're getting there. We're getting there. So it is. Cash symbol, Midnight Radio. Midnight Radio 101. That is our cash app. If you guys are so interested. Never expected, always appreciated. Thank you very much. All right. I'm going to play, play this Art Bell clip for you. Oh, by the way, it's Art Bell and me right now on Midnight Radio. Jerry on Skype, you're on the air. Yes, uh, I'm not a a uh, prepper, but I am a time traveler. You so, are? Yes, I am. A, I love it. I listen to you every day in the morning. Oh, you but, mean a, that kind of time traveler, not, not the real travel, like to 2048 type time traveler? Or is that what yeah. you're saying? 
No, I am a Art Bell time traveler. Okay, so you get to hear our show when you want to. Isn't it nice? It's even better than the real thing. Yeah. As far as time traveling, not better than you. But <laughs> Now, I'm not a prepper, but I was a hospital corpsman with the Marines. Yes. In Iraq, in the front lines. And it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the zombie show. What's the name of that show? Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because when I was over there, and we're talking when there's no government, no police officers, the civilization is completely gone, the infrastructure, mm. then everybody becomes like a zombie. What I mean is you have your neighbors, they want what you have. Yeah. Uh, everybody around wants what you have, and they're, they're everybody stealing in herds. It's I totally get worse it. Worse than anything that would ever happen on The Walking Dead. Yeah, there's a lot of things they miss out. I mean, for example, on The Walking Dead, you don't... What just happened? You, you guys might have to hear this twice. All right, let me see why it clicked off. Why? All right, hold on. Gotta love technology. I swear, my elbows were fine. I didn't bump anything. Jerry on Skype, you're on the air. It'll go through this. Lord, I'm not a a uh, prepper, but I am a time traveler. You so, are? Yes, I am. A, I love it. I listen to you every day in the morning. Oh, you but, mean a, that kind of time traveler, not not the real travel well, like to 2048 type time traveler or is that what no. you're saying no i am a art bell time traveler okay so you get to hear our show when you want to isn't it nice it's even better than the real thing yeah as far as time traveling not yeah. better than you but <laughs> now i'm not a prepper but i was a hospital corpsman with the marines yes in iraq in the front lines and it's funny that you mentioned the uh the zombie show what's the name of that show Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because when I was over there, and we're talking when there's no government, no police officers, the civilization is completely gone, the infrastructure, mm. then everybody becomes like a zombie. What I mean is you have your neighbors. Yeah. They want what you have. Yeah. Uh, everybody around wants what you have, and they're, they're everybody stealing in herds. It's... I totally get Worse it. Worse than anything that would ever happen on The Walking Dead. Yeah, there's a lot of things they miss out. I mean, for example, on The Walking Dead, you don't see people scrounging for gas. They find cars that are already filled with gas, and it's now been presumably years since the whole thing happened. But they, you know, just find cars with the gas. You'd see about 20 people in the back of one truck. But, Art, I had another story I wanted to tell you. Sure. You know, mine real quick. This one is, is kind of a scary story. Okay, well, we're coming up on a break here. So. It's a good one. It is? It is. I wouldn't be sorry if I held you over during the break? You would not. You would scare everybody? It is a good one, and it is true. A good one, and it's true. Well, you can't beat that. All right, then. You are certified as a holdover. Stay right where you are. We'll We'll be right back. I expect big things from you, sir. 
Jerry, your name is. We'll get back to you after the break. From the high desert, this is Midnight in the Desert. Dark Matter Network News. This is Amy Martin. What are the odds? A Massachusetts woman has reportedly won $1 million on a scratch-off lottery ticket. But that's not all. The woman is said to have won $1 million previously on a scratch-off ticket at the very same store in 1996. If that wasn't enough, in the past, she said she once won $20,000 from the same supermarket. Her secret? The three-time lottery winner says she spends $20 a week on tickets. A Utah man is facing jail time for phoning in a fake bomb threat to a hospital because he was mad that he wasn't able to attend his child's birth. According to the Huffington Post, Michael Morlong was indicted Wednesday and faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Morlong was out of state while his child was born in September. Enraged, he decided to phone in the fake bomb threat to a hospital in Richfield, Utah, causing an evacuation and lockdown of the building. A nurse told police that Morlong was extremely upset that the mother was giving birth while he was in Idaho. Morlong is currently in custody in Idaho for an unrelated crime. After a thorough cleaning, Seattle's Pikes Place Market chewing gum wall has reportedly returned. Visitors continue to participate in the sticky tradition by spelling out colorful messages, leaving notes and other mementos of their presence. The old gum wall, featuring millions of pieces, was steam cleaned for the first time in 20 years, early November. The operation removed over 2,300 pounds of gum and took 130 hours to complete. Strange lights are being reported over skies in Dover in the UK. The objects, including a circular disc-shaped one floating in Dover skies, have appeared for two nights in a row this week. The lights have also been linked to other unidentified objects reported over Dover in early November, including one in which lights were said to have appeared in illuminated triangular and egg-like shapes. According to one local eyewitness, I was astonished by the lights that I saw. It was not fireworks nor planes. This has changed my mind completely about the universe. Another eyewitness noted, When I looked up, I couldn't believe it. I kept looking at it. It would go away and come back. I was scared to look at it directly on the camera. What do you think? Take a look at these lights for yourself over on dover-express.co.uk. Have a strange story or a news tip? Email amy at artbell.com. This has been Amy Martin for Dark Matter Network News. I'm going to do something called Fast Blast. Maybe the last 10 minutes of the show, something like that. And what I'm going to do is it will involve all the phone numbers that I've got only. I'm not going to do it on Skype. We're going to do it only on the phone lines. And I'm going to allow people to say, like... 10 or 15 seconds of something really cool or whatever they feel like saying and I'm just going to go boom, 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 boom through the line. So this would be your chance to get through and get something on. <laughs> so here are the numbers. I'm going to be using public line area code 952-225-5278. You will get through if I do it this way. Area code 952-225-5278. The 
Pepper line can be used as well. That's area code 575-208-7787. Write one of these down. Area code 575-208-7787. And finally, the first-time caller line, you can even use that when we're in Fast Blast. That's area code 775-285-5800. So what I'll do is I'll just take as many calls as I can possibly take in, say, a, I don't know, five or ten-minute period. We'll just blast away and let you get at least a thought out on the air. Now, back to Jerry. Jerry has told us he is going to scare us. So, Jerry, live up to the, the brag. Yes, sir. It was a dark night just like this. It was the same time of year. I lived in I lived in a small town called I worked at a gas station called Sitgo. Mm. And it was it was about well, it was about midnight. And I was stocking the cigarettes. I heard the ding ding and I looked up mm. and I saw the door open and and it was I don't know, about a, a late forties looking Italian man. Mm. He had really dark hair but it was starting to starting to salt on the sides. Okay. And he's, he had a really nice suit on. And I just barely saw him. You know, I saw that he walked in. I saw he was walking over there towards the coffee. I was putting up more cigarettes, and I looked up. Mm-hmm. And he had the coffee pot, and it was scalding hot. I just made fresh coffee, Art. And he had it turned up to his lips, and he was drinking it like it was ice-cold water. Wow. And I was frozen when I saw that. And he looked at me dead in the eyes. And his eyes were completely black. And I was froze as soon as I could. I, I looked away. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm giving it to you already. This is scary stuff. So you're sure it was scalding hot coffee just made? I had just made it before I walked right over to the counter and put the cigarettes up. Oh, man. Just made it. All right, so... What did he do? Just turn around and walk out? Or did he come over and say, listen, I really needed that coffee hot and then paid you? Or how did this resolve? I was froze. I looked at him. He looked me right in the eyes, and he had nothing but blackness, just black eyes, no whites. Mm-hmm. Then he walked right out that door, did got he, in his car, and did he drove da- away. Yeah, did he down the whole pot? He downed the whole big pot, just like it was cold water. Oh, man, what a story. Um, I ran out there. I was going to ask him if he's going to pay for that coffee. Then I I realized, what am I doing? That's right. I went back inside. I was scared. And Art, I called my mom. You called your mom? I called my mom. She came down there. We started reading the Bible and praying all night long till the sun came up. Really? Yes. Well, I guess I don't know. most of that would do that. They'd call mom. It Why not? Scared. Yeah, I, I, I understand. And I understand calling mom, uh, too. Thank you very much for the call. That's hard to envision. Somebody, can you imagine that? Somebody uh, grabbing a scalding hot cup. Or, um, you know, what would you call it? I, I, I guess a uh, 10 cups, 12 cups it would hold 
and just downing it right in front of you? A pot that big? <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, Summerfield, I think, on the phones. All right. So Art Bell went to the phone lines. I think it's time for us to go to the phone lines. I was going to have a discussion about autism spectrum disorder, but nobody wants to talk about it. So we're going to move on. I'm going to play these messages. Make sure I got them all here. Okay, here we go. And then we're going to go about with the rest of our stories with phone line open. Hi. So I just wanted to call in. Cindy is a a great caller. She has a lot of information. Um, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand where she is getting this and putting it all into one basket and changing the entire narrative to her narrative. So that's okay. She can do that. Um, but I, I just, she uses a lot of scientific information, but just brings that all into her own narrative. And it just doesn't really align with uh, reality, I guess. The more I listen, the more I'm confused. And um, But if that's her opinion, then okay. Thanks. Bye. All right, that's Cindy Herring, everybody. If you want to check out what she's talking about, look at our last show. All right, let me do something here with the chat. All right. And going back, and here's our next. All right. Hey, Terry. I think Cynthia is really on to something. And also, I've wondered if you have looked into the uh, extreme religious organization in that area that's trying to take over and they're connected to a lot of things there. Um, I'd like to hear your opinion. I'll try back in another time. You can play this message, but I didn't know if anybody had looked at that part. I know I've teamed up with some people and we have, um, but it's kind of crazy stuff. It's there's, a religious organization up in that area that is very, very dangerous. And they want to take over that part of Idaho. And they were specifically trying to buy that house. And um, I'm sure sure you've heard about it. There's a connection to um, the uh, vegetarian restaurant where two of the girls worked. There's just a whole other connection that no one's talking about, but I do agree with Cynthia, and that was great work that she put in. Thank you. I called earlier, and I hear that you're ending your show tonight, and that's disappointing. Everything the way Cynthia handled uh, regarding autism. Is this you, Electra? All you guys calling. Still, it's like if you talk to me, I want your name and what state you're from. Is this you, Electra? Um, the spectrum, everything she said was completely correct. I don't know how anybody could be offended with you. No. Um, kind of sounds like that's not everybody's forte. I've done a lot with autism speak. She didn't say anything offensive. And it's like, we're getting way off track. I mean, and you didn't do anything wrong. Neither did she. So I just wanted to call and get my two cents. And, and I, deal with someone every day that has a loved one that's uh, full on the spectrum. And if she would have heard this conversation 
or this podcast, um, Midnight Radio, she would not have been offended. And she's been taking care of someone for 23 years who's high-functioning autistic. So I don't understand what everybody's freaking out about. But anyway, it was that was a great show. Look forward to calling again. Hopefully I'll catch you. Thanks. Bye. Oh, you were the first one. Okay. Y'all are confusing me. Everybody sounds like Susan, and Susan's not even here. And she was subdued last last show. I think she's not feeling very well, so everybody prayer hands for Susan. Phone lines are now open. I want to talk to you. I really wanted to talk about autism spectrum disorder. I thought I had that worked out with brave angel but apparently i didn't so we won't be talking about it tonight maybe we can get talk about it sometime in the future until then if you'd like to talk about any of the things that we've gone over tonight for those of you that missed it we had art bell on earlier i had to i got to have a conversation with art bell before he passed and uh when he first came out with his last show that he did it was called midnight in the desert And I was kind of salty because I already had the copyright to Midnight Radio and the fact that he's Midnight in a different radio show. I was, you know, upset about it for about 15 minutes. And then I got over it because, hell, this is Art Bell, right? Now, I wasn't a lifelong Art Bell fan. I didn't start listening to him until I turned in the manuscript to my publisher and the name of the book was Midnight Radio. I turned it in and they read it and they said, hey, this this has an interesting vibe to it. It kind of reminds me of Art Bell or Kolchak. I'm like, who the hell's Art Bell and what the hell's Kolchak? So I had to look it up. And then as I, I watched the the old shows of Art Bell and Coast to Coast AM, then I became a fan. And I'm like, okay, I guess so. Although I never watched the show before. So then, you know, I watched Art Bell. I, th- I still think he's a lot better than uh, whoever the current host of Coast to Coast is. Coast to Coast is, like, really hard to get now for some reason. George Norrie is kind of a little boring. He wasn't as uh, on the cutting edge to me as Art Bell. But, you know, everybody does their thing. So then when Art Bell started his own show, back again, and it was a big one, wasn't it? It was uh, Midnight in the Desert. I was excited. My wife and I watched it every night. I got a chance to talk to him. That's what that clip was. So for those of you that are interested, I'm not going to make a clip of it, put it on YouTube. I'm not. I've got a lot of things I'm doing right now. But what I will do, you guys can make clips, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to post it, just a conversation in our Discord for everybody. I'll put that in the general general section for you guys. So, again, the phone lines are open. Some of the things we went over in the first part of the show, some of it was controversial, which really... For those of you that are always riding my ass for playing controversial things on there, what kind of show would it be if I didn't, you know? And it's not that I believe these things, but I like to bring it up. Wouldn't it be boring? Wouldn't I be like George Norrie if I didn't? Just saying, man. That's the bag. I'm not saying I believe in him, and I'm not pushing a false narrative. The video that I played, I played a video where supposedly... And just so you know what I believe and what I don't believe, I don't really believe in that video. I don't think there's anything to substantiate it. But the premise is this, and if they're lying, it's on them. I'm not passing it off as being the truth. I'm presenting it. That there was some audio caught from from the ring doorbell, 
and they use computer AI to show what the words are. And that's what that was. So, and I got that from our Discord. I think it's crazy. So I'm going to play it to show you guys what's out there. If you have a, a comment or something you'd like to say about it, please call in and let's have that conversation. I want to, man. I think it's wild, wild stuff. All right. See, what else did I play? The Murdoch trial. Man, why is this exciting? Why, why, why is there so much interest in the Murdoch trial? For I know a lot of you ladies are into the Murdoch trial. I'd like you to call me and tell me why. Is it because it has somebody in a privileged position, privileged from a set of uh, where they, how, what family they were born into and how they were set up in life to pursue higher education and higher social standings? That's what privilege is. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. Is that why people are interested? Somebody privileged falling or somebody doing such blatant crimes? And are you thinking that maybe still there's a chance that this guy's going to get off because of the family he was born into? I'd like to hear about that tonight earlier. In case you missed it, we played the last text that he sent to his wife. I'm going to go ahead and play these other stories I have right now. And we'll talk about it on the flip side. And I'll, we'll pause it if one of you guys... Talk to me to have a conversation. That's what this show is, is a conversation with you. A bicyclist is dead after a violent attack by a driver in Dana Point. Witnesses at the scene saying the driver ran over the cyclist, then got out of his car and started stabbing him. Eyewitness News reporter Leanne Souter joining us live in Dana Point with the new details. Leanne. Mark, this still remains a very active investigation. You can see over my shoulder here the crumpled bicycle in the middle of that intersection there, PCA. Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Uh, yeah, this is Desi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have your computer muted that you were listening on? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a little bit of. Echo. Um. No, I just want to. Oh. Um. I think it's. Uh. No, I don't have anything. I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's my neighbor. I have crazy neighbors that, you know, make noise, whatever. Yeah, but anyways, I just want to say that I like your show, and I think you're awesome, and I like how, you know, you have theories, and it's just, um, because um, I'm not trying to compare no one, but there's this YouTuber named Ikid Mel. I don't know if you've heard about him. I've heard about him a couple times. Yeah, so, I mean, I like him, but the reason why I stopped watching his show is because, um, you know, he just has these weird moderators that they like to harass the people that give their theories, and I just like how, you know, you're open and open-minded, and you don't, you know, your moderators don't criticize, you know, the commenters, and that's why I like your show, and I even told my friends, hey, there's this guy, um, I think his YouTube name is midnight radio and he's just awesome so subscribe to him they're like yeah you know but it could mail he's a cool guy like melvin he's a cool guy but it's just his moderators are just disgusting people like the way they criticize it's just if you have a theory over there like if you have a theory they they try to gaslight you into thinking you're wrong oh you're you're harassing people but no and so that's why that's why I decided to subscribe to your channel because, like I said, you're open-minded. Um, 
you know, you, you listen to the callers and yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's something I should mention. I think we have the best moderators. We have one moderator yeah, that's a robot. Best. Yeah. <laughs> we have RoboMod, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said earlier on on your show, that, um, you know, what's the point of having a crime channel if, you know, I mean, you're going to have to give your theories and your opinions. Um, and I really don't know why, you know, the other guy, uh, it can know why, like, why is he talking? Like, why is he even talking about crime if you can't give your opinion? You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, um, yeah, that's what crime is about. It's about listening to the callers and their opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm not, I'm not here just to give my opinion. For me, I'm here to get you guys' opinion. I don't, I don't, a lot of people hold their opinions really personally. And then a lot of these creators, they hold their shows very personally. So not me. I mean, I do have my opinions, but I'm not here to talk about them because I don't hold my opinions to be number one. You know, if I have someone, I'm more likely to talk and listen to someone whose opinion is so far out from what mine is because I want to know why they believe that and how they believe that. And for me, that's that's what I feel is interesting, and that's what I try to bring to the show. And disrespecting somebody because they have a different opinion is ridiculous. How can you disrespect somebody off of one opinion? You don't know that person. You don't know their whole life. This is just something they do with a you know, few minutes of their day. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. And like I said, you know, uh, when you go to... It's not just Ikke Mill, so there's another YouTuber, um, she's a woman, but I forgot her name. But, you know, they, they kind of, you know, fight with, you know, the commenters and say, oh, well, that's not true. You're trying to destroy that person's reputation. And the poor person is just saying what they think might happen. They're not saying, you know, they're not stating facts. They're just uh, saying, oh, allegedly this happened. They're not saying, oh he's a killer or she's a killer. No, those, those commenters that are giving their opinions, they're just saying, oh, it's alleged. And like you said, you know, that's why you have to listen to what the person is saying because you want to see from their perspective, like why they think like that. And that's, you know, that's why I like your show because, you know, you're better than all of them. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And I appreciate you telling all your friends and I wish everybody else in chat would go ahead and tell your friends. If you, if you like the show, let them know. Uh, I guess the show might be your dirty little secret where, you know, I watched midnight radio, but I don't know. It goes over some weird stuff sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, that's what crime is about. It's about trying to help the situation because I think a lot of people, uh, they lose focus on helping, you know, the, the victim and people just get into these, you know, crazy arguments and saying that, no, well, that's not true. No, my opinion. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just ridiculous. But like I said, that's why I like your show because, you know, other, you know, other YouTubers, um, you know, they like to harass the commenters, even their own subscribers and say, oh, well, stop harassing people just because that they, they want to solve the crime. And I like how, you know, you, you know, like I said, like I said, you like to listen to their opinions and theories and you don't criticize them and you treat people with respect, you know. Well, I You're appreciate awesome. you like me. I said, I'm going to tell my friends to subscribe to your channel because, yeah, your channel is awesome. 
awesome. Thank you very much. I always appreciate uh, kind comments. You know, that's another point you brought up that I wanted to say uh, before I take another call here, and that is, you know, this early in, in the, the stages, and we don't have any information about the particular crime of the Idaho 4, for example. We don't know any, hardly any of the evidence, so how could anybody have anything other than opinions right now? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, talking about that, because I know you have another caller, but I think it's more than one person. I don't think that guy named Brian Kohlberger, I don't think he did it. I think maybe he's just involved because it's just, it seems so weird that one person could have just stabbed all four victims. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. I think someone planned it or maybe it could have been something about drugs because a lot of people, when they see these kids, you know, their parents say, Oh, you know, my child is nice. He's educated or this and that, but you may never know the stuff that these, you know, kids are doing these days. I mean, sometimes these kids, you know, they want to experiment. They want to, you know, do drugs and try new, new stuff. So maybe they got involved in maybe a drug situation and it went wrong. And maybe the person, the drug dealer said, oh, well, this person didn't pay me my check. So let's plan you know, less plans to kill, you know, these students. And I think that's what maybe happened, allegedly. Maybe that's what happened, but I don't know. Um, but I hope those kids get justice because, you know, it's a horrible situation. You know, I agree with you about the timeline. I think they had it down to the whole thing happening within six minutes now. Uh, four people, six minutes. That is that is incredible. And if that's really what they think it is, I'd like to see the evidence on that. And I understand why uh, the defense are probably going to use that short timeline. And also uh, other people think that there had to be more people involved. But right now, I mean, we haven't seen anything. Yeah. Really about much of anything. But uh, when it goes to trial, I know I'm definitely going to be looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just, it doesn't make sense. How is it that, how is it that four people... I mean, four people. How is it that one person is going to kill four people? It doesn't make sense. It, it it was probably three or four because one person could have done all that damage. One person, um, four people, six minutes. It take it take longer to order a cup of coffee through a McDonald's drive through. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, maybe you know these people. I don't think it was random. I think the the students, they got involved in something that they weren't supposed to get involved in. And I think that's what happened. And, you know, uh, that's why people shouldn't get involved in, you know, horrible situations because you may never know the type of people you're dealing with, you know. Um, and, yeah, and it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for calling. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you have a good evening. All right. Have a nice day. I'd like to thank the caller for calling me. I appreciate that very much. I'm gonna read, I want to read some of the comments, but I don't think I can. I'd like to thank Grant Lewis very much for helping, helping uh, get this online radio station up. I very much appreciate it. 
we got some good DJs in the standby. If you're listening to my voice and you think you would like to become a DJ, you've had interest in it, and you're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready. Maybe I'm just interested. Or you know what? With help, I think I could be ready. Just email me. My email is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. And uh, I'll let you in our Discord DJ area, and we'll we'll let you know what's going on. Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Jerry. This is Paul C. Man. Hey, Paul. How how are you? Where are you calling from? Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. I spent some time in Pensacola. We used to go there on the beach. Uh, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time fishing over that way. What's on your mind? Hey man, um, you know, kind of wanted to touch bases with you. I, 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 I really enjoy your show. Let me start off with that. Um, Appreciate that. And you're, yeah, man, it's, it's 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 a good show, and you're honest, and your integrity stands above all the rest. But anyway, enough of that fun stuff. Um, I just want to, yeah, this, this what I call the catfish state Idaho four thing. If if there are really listeners that believe this is legitimate what we're being fed i you know and there and there's so many other sites out there that are following this tooth and nail that are so far off the wax uh, and just like your last caller pointed out how anyone can legitimately feel that one man in the dark of night four o'clock in the morning can go in with one knife and uh i guess we have to use turbo and live which i hate but i'll do it anyway um four different people now the uh just the logistics of being able to carry that out if you're a green beret <laughs> is, is is unheard of but then to escape and and the things and then you have you know and i don't really want to i don't want to dig into the uh, whole roommate poor girl thing that you know because if, if if there's legitimacy to what she's saying which i'm, I'm questioning at this point too uh, quite honestly i don't want to i don't want to drag her but man come on now you know what i mean you know how, i how heard it, it, it just it just adds to the, the, the nonsense. Go ahead, man. I'm I sorry. heard something about that today. I was going to bring it up, but it completely f- lost my mind. And it wasn't about DM. It was about the other roommate, the one that shall not be named, that no one ever talks about. Um, yeah, that we've never heard anything from. BF. And I'm, I'm going to try to pull that up. I, guys, you guys are listening. You're a member. Did, were you guys talking about BF? Was it in Discord or was it an email? But the gist of it is this. We've been talking about that. I'm like, it is odd that she is completely shielded from everything. And I've said in the past that her family has to have a good lawyer that got involved right away. Well, I found out I was right. It wasn't her lawyer. Her mother is a lawyer. So mm. her, her mother intervened right away. And there was, yeah. there was some rumor that of her with some kind of involvement. And I looked at him like, what? Well, this is interesting to say the least. Mm. Well, you know, I, I know everyone's well familiar with the Kim call and I got to admit, you know, I, I've went through three different stages of this thing since it happened. And initially I was very much pro. This was, this was a Ted Bundy, Danny Rawlings type killer that meandered into town, you know, and I, I said the word I probably shouldn't say, sorry. And, you know, in the dark at night in, in, in Idaho, especially Moscow, Idaho, everyone's seen the videos, how dark he gets there. It, you know, he, he, he sat on a little, you know, dark crevice somewhere and, and watched their tendencies and waited for him to get good and partied out and 
went in and did his thing. But then the timeline came out. That made no sense. Come on. I mean, I mean seriously. And then somebody asked the Jack me that e thing started. Somebody asked me that? that in chat right before you said it. And that was, do you really think that one person could have did that in six minutes? So no. it's possible. Is okay. it probable? Is it possible? Well, maybe it's possible, but we'd have to know the evidence of which we have none. But like you said, yeah. uh, Green Beret would be lucky to be able to do that and it'd probably take 15 or 20 and we're talking, uh, I mean, it's just crazy to think that somebody could do it that fast, and this guy was such a greenhorn. <laughs> right? Exactly. He went in there, and, and, and the one a thing bumbler. I want to touch back, I want to, go, I want to float over to back over to the DM thing that I don't hear a lot of people saying this if you've ever heard it, but, you know, again, in, in the cloak of 4 o'clock in the morning when it's pitch black dark out, and she's got, she doesn't remember anything, but yet somehow, some way, she opens her, manages to open her door three separate times. And then on top of all of that, she can point out his eyebrows, you know, but yet she can't dial 911. And, and I, I pointed out, you know, she doesn't have to even answer the 911. All she has to do is let it ring and just set her phone down. But there's so much to this that just, it, it's, it's not, in my opinion, it's nonsense. And I'm sure there's more to it than we'll ever know, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that comes out as, as time elapses. But man, <laughs> I just—it's—I've it's, been like millions of others consumed by, it, and I watch your show every chance I get, man. And uh, I just wanted—I wanted to, wanted to call in. There's there's 20 other points I could go back. I was going to touch on the Jack D thing. I started kind of going in towards that direction before Coburger or Nothing Burger got got popped for it, and uh, there was just so much evidence racking up, and I. You know, I'm one of these guys that everyone was on this hunt for this white Elantra, and there's one in freaking Jack D's driveway as the panty pilfers, you know, cops are talking to the, the, the girl that was, you know, um, unjustly had her car <laughs> ruffled through. Yeah. And right, but they, you know, and it's right there. Now, I understand. I, I think I heard that it's, it's not his car, it's his parents' car. But I think that there's that's just a strange coincidence. I mean, again, it just adds to the uh, mystery of this whole thing. I think you know what I mean. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I just I I thought I'd take an opportunity. I'm sitting on my back porch, growing up some fish. I thought you know I'm going to call Jerry. You know, and and, and see. I, I listened to the last call. It was the only chance I've had to listen to the show, and I clocked ready to answer my call, man. I appreciate that, but. You know, I, I for one, man, I'll just on the record, I don't, I don't buy any of this, no, none of it, none of it. It just doesn't make sense. It smelled bad from the get go. There's too many loose ends, and I don't know. You know, the the, the new theory that I'm I'm, I'm coming across, and I'm sure you have too, is that the accomplice thing, and I've been saying that from day one. There's no way he committed this. Whether he whether he did not actually commit the unliving. And he was just a part of it to watch it and observe what people are saying. I, I don't really buy that either, but I, there had to be more than one. You can't, if you go in and you attack somebody with a knife and there's another person in that room, think about it logically. The, the other person that's standing around is going to be going batshit. Or, 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 can I say that? Man, I'm sorry. But, you know, no, they're, they're going to be going nuts. Yeah, they're going to be going nuts. They're going to be running for their lives and they're going to be screaming for their lives. They're going to be fighting for their lives. And then he goes and does it to a second room with a knife, with an athlete. This Ethan kid, he was, you know, he was no pushover, you know, unless he got the jump on him somehow and, and you know, inflicted a grievous wound very quickly. You know, I don't know, man. I thought about it a million times. I, 
I just wanted I wanted to get on the record and say I think there's a lot and probably no you know probably more than we'll ever know but you know what do I really know I'm just a guy sitting in, sitting in his backyard going up some fish right now but you know sounds like you're the at one the having fun. Yeah. <laughs> no man every chance I get I, I, I don't miss your show man trust me well, you trust can me. take it with you that's a good part about it yeah man and uh, is, is it a uh, boss man that calls in or and, and, and sheds his light on things I really enjoy it and it, you've got a um, what's, what's the the lady that calls in periodically that she'll do just two nights ago Cindy, I was Cindy there. It was Harry. amazing yeah man I mean good stuff I mean it, it really really it's the most honest channel out there to, to really get people what they're thinking and feeling and seeing. And, and it, it, for me, and I thank you for it, it makes me realize I'm not the only one out here that thinks this is just a bunch of horse manure. You know, that how could anyone think that what we're being fed is real? For me, I'm, I'm just in a state, just like everybody else, I think just a state of confusion. If what they say is true, there's so much evidence we don't have. We don't, we can't even, use that to base on the information they had, you know, everything's lost on us right now, but we know what they're telling us doesn't make sense. Maybe it will. When we mm. hear the evidence, I don't know. Mm. And you got to kind of wonder, at least I do, you know, when we do hear the evidence, how much of that is going to be redacted and withheld. And can they do know? that? Uh, can they do that in the trial? It really all depends on, and as far as I know, and again, I'm not not a legal eagle, but it depends on what Koberger's actual defense might be. That's true, too. You know, it, it, it really depends on what angle he's hitting this from. It depends on how much is actually known. It depends on, you know, I just, man, I, I, I sound like a broken record. But I'm, this is a pill that I just can't swallow with this. And like I said, I, I, I've been infected by this infectious. This isn't this isn't normal. And and you can't expect the public to buy. And the, you know the, the financial aspect of it being a college town, and they've got a they've got a you know. But mm, I th I think they did it wrong. I think they did it hurriedly because they needed an answer. I think they brought down Coburger. I didn't even touch on the on the. Uh, gentleman that was you know swatted out um and I, I don't i haven't seen enough to really buy into whether he was connected or not to it but it sure is odd you know it sure is weird timing on that i will say that because how many times has that ever happened in moscow idaho before that you know all this is going on now a lot all at once yeah, I think everything seems yeah. weird because of the way it was handled. They completely shut down everything, gave no information about anything. That just doesn't happen. Right, right. All these shows I go over to uh, every night about crime, guess what? That's with everything released, usually on the night it happened. So for them to say, exactly. we're not giving out any for any information, that's policy. It's always been that way. Bullshit. That's not true. Exactly. And that makes <laughs> everything <laughs> after it just seems so odd. Although I see why they did that, but the fact that they did do that is off-putting for all of us, I believe. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, you know, I, I've never, I'm not used to, like, I'm sure you hear this all the time, which I've heard too. Is I'm not used to calling into, in, into you know, shows like yourself. And I, I don't have all my ducks in a row as far as the things I like to cover and go over. But, you know, I just wanted to make it a point after listening to that last caller, certainly, that, 
you know, I, I think people are starting to catch on more and more each day that this is a bunch of, you know, unless some answers, like you said, unless some facts really start ge being generated and people can actually look in from the outside and see what they feel is honest. And it was, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where they can go from this point unless they, the accomplishing, I, I, I've heard several different times that it's a real thing, that it, they've all but admitted it. Um, and, and, and their paperwork, they, they were filing and everything else that there was an accomplice, but they're not coming out and saying it. And why is that? Is it, is it a, an informant? I mean, I mean what, what is it really? Why are they so scared to say that it was, you know, not this guy that was a graduate student of criminal justice or criminal science or whatever the heck he was studying? It's there's somebody there's somebody involved in this that they don't want to discuss. Is the is 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 the feel I get. You got to kind of ask yourself why. Yeah, I heard a, a, a rumor or a theory. Basically, it was a theory, and I, I can't find it right now. But it was about the other roommate, not DM, but BF, and how mm -hmm. things were hushed because on her behalf. Uh, without saying any more than that, because I, I don't have the stuff to go over, but uh, I'll, I'll try to find that and go over that with our next show tomorrow for sure. Because it's interesting. Well, and I'm not looking. trying to victim shame or anything. Um, Neither but, am I. And that kind of pisses me off that they put you, they, they kind of paint you in that corner because you have questions and it doesn't add up. And I don't, man, I, you know, you think about it. If you're a 19 year old girl and, and you survive something like this, of course, I wouldn't want my kid. They, I just had, I literally just had my daughter graduate from college. You know, I, I get it. I, I do. But at the same time, don't, you know, when there's questions like this, don't, I, I, I don't know, don't criminalize or make it seem criminalized that people have questions that because things don't, two and two, you know, aren't adding up, you know, and don't even get me started on the timeline from when she actually called the police. I don't, I guess it really wasn't her that called the police now, but, uh, you know, you've got friends and relatives going through the house and, you know, calling other people and then you're going to call the police. And, you know, I don't have to tell you all the things that the reasoning for that is pretty well, A lot of people are just a whole lot of people are still stuck on that one part about the 911 call. Well, I mean, come on. Okay. Think about it, Jerry. You're living and you're going to college. You're having the time of your life and you're sharing your life was four other people. Now, granted, Ethan shouldn't have been there, but technically, nor should Kaylee, Kylie. But at the same time, they were all very good friends and very good, very close by all accounts. And all of a sudden, they're butchered. And like I said, half of me thinks I don't blame. I'd shelter my child too, but the other half of me thinks, wait a minute, we got to be honest about this. What really happened to get to the bottom of this? And, and that's where things start going a little bit off, you know, offline because. It's, it, that's where it starts not making sense, in my opinion. There's the there's that part. There's a nine one one call. There's the time frame. There's a yep. lot. Yep, yep. There is, man. There is, and there's no answers to it yet. No, there there are like certain said, things I, we can be sure of, though. I think I think uh, whether uh, Nothing Burger had help or not, he he definitely was involved. When I saw the police pull him over and talk to his father, I saw the fear of death in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely had that 
that's like inner panic look. It, it stretched across his face when yeah. he reached, when his dad oh. looked over at him. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had a, it was like a wild animal in his eyes. You know, there's some emotion. People are yeah. talking about him not having emotion, but I saw it there. Yeah. He, he was scared shitless, pardon the term. Oh, but. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you could yeah. see it. But when I first saw it for the few times, I couldn't see it. But then somebody sent me, I think it was Cindy Herring, actually. She sent me the screenshots of his face. I'm like, wow. Yeah, you see it right there. So, yeah, Cindy, she continues to send me, um, just today and yesterday, uh, some more things that she found. And uh, she usually shows up at the end of the month and goes over uh, what she's got new for us. So I think she'll be here at the end of February. I'll be paying attention, my friend. I can promise you that because she she brings a fountain of of, of knowledge, man. I mean, it's, and you can tell it, this isn't BS. She she's doing her homework and, she, and she's she's dotting her eyes and crossing her T's. And I appreciate that because, like I said, man, thanks to your show, I, I really realized I'm not the only one calling bullshit on this. And, and so many there's so many different ways to go with the with the BSery. And like I said, you get people that call in all the time with those wild ass theories, what I call wattage and, you know, all, all those things. And I listen to them all. And I try as a listener, I try to pull out what I think is, you know, reality and what I think is, well, that's pretty much speculation. And, you know, I couldn't, you know what I mean? You try to differentiate what you think might be real and it is not, I guess, as a listener, but I have a message. I guess that's what your show is. I have a message to you from the, the, uh, chat room. They're saying, tell the caller to join discord as Cindy is in there in discord. Okay. Okay. So Cindy is in there in Discord. I appreciate you calling. I feel guilty. I feel like I'm going to be the reason why you burn your fish. No, I didn't burn it. Actually, I put I put it on the on the hold shelf, and I just got to sit in a little bit of smoke right now. So it's (laughs) going to be really good. So I'll make it even better. All right. I appreciate you calling. Thanks for listening to me rattle on, man. I I try not to be too incoherent when I babble, but I appreciate it, man. No, that's all I do is babble here every night. Thank you very much. (laughs) You'll hear from me again, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you guys call, you're always welcome to call in again. Um, I appreciate appreciate it more if it's on the topic of uh, what we're going over the Idaho for or whatever topics we go on that night. For anybody has any stories of Art Bell, for those of you that are just tuning in, right at the 30-minute mark, I played an a audio clip of when I got to speak to Art Bell one time. So, uh, talking about some of the things that Cindy said, yeah, she, when she comes on the show, she talks about things that I never thought of before and didn't notice, and especially since I'm not from the area she's in. I mean, she brings out some information. You know, is it all true or not? I don't know, and she's not saying it's all true. It's all a wild-ass speculation, but it is a, a different, a fresh point of view, and I appreciate her. You know, somebody that we haven't heard call in a while, and I miss her calling, is stoner girl stoner girl hasn't called in such a long time she sent me an email uh you know a few weeks ago and i corresponded with her an email but she hasn't called uh stoner girl if you're if you're there man we want another phone call and we want to know how you're doing all right guys the phone line is still open if you want to talk if you guys feel if you want to take up for the roommates i want to hear it if you want to Talk about the things that just seem wrong with the way law enforcement has presented this case to you. If you want to talk about some of the stories we went over tonight, I'm here to talk to you before until I get through all these stories and we're going to call tonight. So I'm going to continue on this last story uh, to recap it for you. There was a 
bicyclist who was crossing and hit a car. And then, well, it turned into a road rage incident. More right here. H and Crown Valley Parkway still shut down as that murder investigation continues into the night. The victim's crumpled bicycle, the suspect's shattered windshield, clear evidence of the deadly impact. Investigators say the driver ran down the cyclist, then got out of his car and attacked him. Going home and just trying to figure out what all that was and seeing that, you know, like, I, 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 I can't even fathom why you would do that in the first place. It happened around 3 p.m. on PCH at Crown Valley Parkway in Dana Point. According to detectives, the victim, who appeared to be an avid cyclist, was in the bike lane when he was run down by the man in the white sedan. Struck him, uh, launched him into the intersection. At that point, the suspect drove around the victim, exited his vehicle, uh, went back to the victim, and continued to assault the victim. The cyclist was pronounced dead at the hospital. His alleged killer held by witnesses until police arrived. Detectives say they are reviewing video of the deadly attack as they try to determine a motive. It's unclear if the two men knew each other. The bizarre attack has many wondering if it was a case of random road rage or a planned ambush. It seemed like it'd be intentional if someone was thrown a couple hundred feet and then stabbed afterwards. Uh, you wouldn't think that would be a coincidence. So I think this was probably planned. Authorities have not yet released the name of the victim or that suspect. They only say that the alleged killer is behind bars as the investigation continues. Live in Dana Point, Leanne Suter, ABC 7 Eyewitness News. All right, thank you, Lee. All right. Is everything all right in the chat room? Everything looks fine to me. All right. This is a horrible story. We got some information about it, right? Oh, Lordy. What's going on nowadays, guys? There's a lot going on. Like right now, I got a phone call. Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Hello. I hear you. This is Jerry. Could you do me a favor and mute me on your speakers so we don't get a feedback? Okay. And then we'll talk about okay. it. Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Um, let me just. Hello. See, that's you right there. I hear you. Could you do me a favor and mute me on your speakers so we don't get a feedback? Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay. Okay. Oh, we lost a caller. Was that you, Stoner Girl? Was that you? Man, I'd be doubly sad if you um you can go ahead and call me back if that was you, Stoner Girl. If it was not, then whoever it was, just please mute your speaker before you talk to me. That way it'll it'll do an audio loop feedback and that's not good for anybody. You guys remember the story, the movie rather, Dances with Wolves? I know it's old, old movie. Um, I remember Dances with Wolves was one of the very first movies we ever saw on a uh, VHS tape. So that takes you back. I think that was the very first VCR we ever had. Well, one of the actors is in deep crap tonight. 
And breaking news tonight, an actor is accused of being a child rapist and a cult leader. Uh, you might remember Nathan Chasing Horse from the film Dances with Wolves. Well, he's facing numerous allegations tonight that he victimized women and children for years. It's a story the 8 News Now investigators have been working on tonight. Vanessa Murphy obtained details now from the investigation. Nathan Chasing Horse is accused of running a cult and sexually assaulting indigenous girls for years. Sources say in some cases he's believed to have recorded himself committing these crimes and one alleged victim is as young as 14 years old. Now police say he lives here in this North Las Vegas home with several wives and he could have as many as six. We've learned he's also accused of targeting girls in need, Telling them spirits wanted them to have sex with him and promising them they'd be part of, quote, the circle. Now, this is the SWAT team here earlier. One concern as police were moving in to make the arrest was possible unsecured firearms, even with children present at times. And sources say investigators believed Nathan Chasing Horse may have had a plan. If police were to show up, he's accused of advising the women present to take suicide pills and be ready for a shootout. Now, police also saying Nathan Chasing Horse exploited his influence actually Acting as if he's a spiritual leader in the Native American community to lure vulnerable indigenous girls, even taking them across state lines. They say he targeted girls from single parent homes without a father figure, groomed them and abused them sexually and physically repeatedly. Nate. Did you guys hear about what Dustin Hoffman did? The very same thing. It's crazy. You can't trust anybody. Although, I mean, not that anybody would have a reason to trust Dustin Hoffman. Nathan Chasing Horse, also accused of sex trafficking victims. Police say he also gave victims emergency contraceptive pills Ezra after Miller. having sex with them to prevent pregnancies. Investigators believe there are more victims out there and co-conspirators. This is an investigation with ties to Nevada and other states as Nathan... Now, he just got arrested. They're just now reporting it. He hasn't gone to court. Why are they allowed to talk about this crime? But in Idaho, they're not. I know there's an answer to that. I don't know it. Maybe it's a difference between the policies of the different departments. Or maybe we're being bullshitted. I don't know. It's just different. This is the kind of thing I'm used to. Maybe it's because they caught him right away. No. I don't know. Chasing Horse traveled around the country for ceremonies and even Canada. Now, as far as the police presence here, investigators are searching for any documentation Nathan Chasing Horse may have had about these alleged crimes. Reporting in North Las Vegas, Vanessa Murphy, 8 News Now. I just want to shout out April. Congratulations. She has been a midnight rider for one month. Congratulations. Congratulations, April. She's the 418th April. Boom. All right, let's call Stoner Girl. Which I don't think this is Stoner Girl, but maybe it is. If you guys want to talk about the uh, Dustin Hoffman incident, I'll talk about that after I call Stoner Girl.
ding. Hello? Hello, this is Jerry from Midnight Radio. Did you call me earlier? Yeah, I did. What's going on? Um, hello? Yeah, still me. I, You're still I trying to I, fix your computer from Echo and aren't you? Did you call me earlier? Yeah, I called. <laughs> yeah, I did. What's going on? Um, you don't know which one of us you're talking to, do you? Whoa. I really want to talk to her. All right. So the lady I'm calling, I'm not going to call again because I don't want to bother you, but once you hear this, once you get to this part in the video, just hit pause and call me back. I'm waiting for you unless you don't want to call me. And if you don't, that's fine. For those of you that are interested in becoming a member, I pinned it up front. You can click on that and it'll let you know all about what you get from our memberships. Oh, we saw we have a new member to the writing group right here. Perhaps you saw me, uh, my, uh, ads aren't working. Uh, whoever it was, doesn't want to talk to me. That's all right. That's all right. Just hurt my feeling a little bit. I think she's having trouble muting what she's on. Maybe she's calling me on her phone and it's playing the video at the same time and she can't turn, she can't mute it without turning off the video it's maybe that's what it is all right i know you guys how you guys are into armored truck heists right in a string of armored truck robberies more than 1.1 million dollars stolen late last year at gunpoint turns out it was an inside job guessing these guys had something to do with it dylan collier on how converse police broke open the case when Converse police responded to this neighborhood December 29th, the driver of an armored truck said he ended up there after being held at gunpoint outside this auto zone less than a mile away, pistol whipped and then forced to drive the short distance where three men dressed in masks then entered the vehicle and stole more than $1.1 million. Within days, however, Converse police had zeroed in on a primary suspect. He was the actual driver of the armored truck the day in question. Turns out Brian Martinez Rodriguez was no victim, but had instead orchestrated the supposed heist on what was his second to last day of employment. Martinez Rodriguez had been told he would be terminated December 30th after failing to get his license to carry a firearm. Surveillance footage outside the store and at the neighborhood where the truck was found contradicted the suspect's story on what happened. There's more. We learned that a childhood friend of, of Brian's was actually involved as well. The man who held Martinez Rodriguez at gunpoint, fellow 23-year-old Maurice Mercado, who now faces the same first-degree felony theft charge. Members of the Alamo area Metro SWAT team executed a search warrant at Mercado's home on Beverly Ann Street late last week and found evidence tied to the heist. There appears to be no connection between the late December robbery 
in other armored truck robberies that took place along FM 78 last year. Converse police are still investigating. Lieutenant Shook said he is very confident they will have enough evidence to soon charge a third suspect. Reporting in Converse, Dylan Collier, KSAT 12 News. Thank you, Dylan. I'll take it from here. Let's talk about Dustin Hoffman, everybody. I think some of you haven't heard of the story, as I'm seeing from chat. So we'll just talk about it. Dustin Hoffman is one of 262 celebrities, politicians, CEOs, and others who have been accused of sexual misconduct since April of 2017. Let me tell you the story. Dustin Hoffman. All right. All right, so yeah, here we go. Um, publicly reported November 1st, 2017, multiple women have said he sexually harassed or assaulted them. That's all they have here, but they've got more here. This is all the women who have accused Dustin Hoffman of sexual misconduct. Many of them are underage, by the way. I remember seeing him in, I think it was a 1979 movie called Tootsie. He did a hell of an acting job in that movie. Well, apparently, he's been acting his whole life, acting like he's not a pervert. Oscar-winning actor Dustin Hoffman has been accused of sexual harassment and assault by multiple women. The actress accusations against Hoffman span decades. These are all the women who've come forward with accusations against him so far. He has been charged in several of these. We're going to go into it. Hoffman, now 80. He has seven Oscar nominations from films, including The Cadet, Tootsie, Kramer vs. Kramer, has won twice for Kramer vs. Kramer, and Rain Man. The accusations against Hoffman's and decades and range from alleged sexual harassment to inappropriate touching and sexual assault. Several women claim that Hoffman exposed himself to them when they were teenagers. Before I go into the rest of this article, I'll remind you guys who are watching to renew your membership. If you haven't, it should be about that time where you need to renew your membership. Maybe use a different card. Just want to remind you guys because we have some people dropping off who didn't mean to. I understand some of you don't want to hang out with us anymore, but for those of you that do, you might want to check that. Going back into this Dustin Hoffman case. Anagram Hunter said Hoffman spoke openly about sex in front of her and groped her. In early November, writer Anagram Hunter accused Hoffman of sexually harassing her when she was 17 years old in a guest column she wrote for The Hollywood Reporter. Hunter said that while interning as a production assistant on the set of Death of a Salesman in 1985, Hoffman, who starred in the film, would speak openly about sex in front of her and inappropriately touched her. Hunter also alleged that Hoffman made sexually explicit remarks in front of her, including one time when the actor asked her, so did you have sex over the weekend like I told you? Midnight caller line, this is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's Ashley. I just, I'm a huge fan. Hi, Ashley. Where are you calling from? Mississippi. What's going on? What do you have on your mind? 
Um, I just thought that it was weird that the only two survivor roommates were um, the only two girls that were still in the sorority. That is kind of weird. And um, that's really it. What makes you think that's weird, though? Well, you know, on the news and everything, they're saying that, you know, Santa and Kaylee were still in a sorority, but then I was watching somewhere else that they had left it. Mm-hmm. Kaylee was definitely and, not in it anymore because she was out of college. Yeah, and I heard that Santa left the sorority, and so did Maddie, but they were still all living in the house. Do you think them being in the sorority affected how long it took them to call 911? Yeah, there's something weird about that. Like, you know, all the sorority sisters were just standing outside in the yard for like an hour just saying the word dead is what I heard. I don't know. It's just. I feel like it's all connected to, like, maybe the sorority and then maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that it was weird that even, like, the parents were still saying that Santa and Kaylee and Maddie and Kaylee were all still in the same sorority, but they left it for some reason that it was their senior year. Kay- I know Kaylee graduated. Yeah, they went there. Do what? I know that Kaylee graduated. She did? Mm-hmm. I know Kaylee graduated. I think Xana was still in the sorority. We actually have video footage of her being in the sorority house that night with her boyfriend who is still in the sorority. So those two were still in it, but I don't know if Maddie was still in the sorority or not. I don't know, but um, that was really it. I just, I, I saw it on another video, and I just thought it was strange, and I feel like definitely something that people are trying to hide. I appreciate your call, and thank you very much. Thank you. I'd like to thank her for calling in a lot. I really do appreciate it. Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Who am I speaking with? Tessa. Tessa. Um. Yes. Hi. I, I'm sorry. I'm a, a first time uh, listener to your show. It sounds interesting. I got hooked with the Art Bell conversation. Now I'm just trying to find out exactly what. Are you a little bit uh, off the cuff, like for you know, for far out there? Um theories because i have one on the idaho i don't know everything but i have like a theory of something we've heard some far out theories from time to time we always like to listen to (laughs) well i'm not a true crime person and i personally wasn't attracted to this story until i saw the address um because i'm like you know a big jfk um, conspiracy theory person with books and I, and I listened to like all the podcasts from the eighties of people who were, you know, firsthand involved or had information. 
And so <clears throat> the address was 1122, which is the kill date for JFK. I hate to interrupt this you, year, but did you, yeah. did you listen or watch the book that Stephen King did? It was called 1122. Uh, no, I did not. You have got to check that out. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did notice was, so first I saw the 1122 and I go, oh, maybe this is going to be something normal. But, you know, right away I'm like, this will be really weird. So um, it was 1122 King Road. Um, the JFK was known as the Camelot, you know, years. And so he that, that is a kind of a nod to Kings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 1114 is actually the birthday for King Charles III. So you had three girls and a triplet that were killed. And um, on the same day that they died, you had three uh, young men killed over in uh, Virginia. Uh, they were football players. So these they were these uh, Idaho people were murdered in the day, and then you had the Virginia football players murdered at night, all on the 13th, the eve of King Charles' is, is birthday. The Virginia, the Virginia uh, University of Virginia murders, their mascot is the Cavaliers, which literally means the supporters of King Charles I. Then in Idaho, you had the Vandals, which are the Germanic tribe that sacked Rome. So basically, um, Charles uh, is German, and he's also the first Romanov that will be uh, that is on the throne since the Romanovs were killed when the original uh, capital uh, of Russia was Saint Petersburg. When the Romanovs ran it, they were murdered, and King Charles has it from his dad, both from his dad's mother and father. So he is the first Romanov on the throne. And then you had the murder take place in Moscow. But you had um, over in, um, I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> You're doing good. I have, I have so much, and it's like a jumble. So listen, this is where it gets nutty. I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. So this, my whole theory at the beginning, seeing the date, was that this was related somehow to King Charles. Um, we then we at during the month of November we had William and Kate visiting. They went to the Kennedy Center and had awards. Then on the 12th of December you had the football coach at um, Washington State University die suddenly, and he, all the um, obituaries said he was a big JFK conspiracy theorist. That is like uh, you know now he knows what really happened to JFK. And then this year is the 60th year of the JFK uh, murder. But then you also had at the beginning of the Moscow story, uh, the mysterious Jack that was called 10, 10 times. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Are you kidding me? Like Jack the friggin' Ripper. So I Googled Jack the Ripper and the number 10. And Jack the Ripper supposedly uh, stalked his prey from the 10 Bells pub. Like, you know, they rang Jack 10 times. And both Moscow University and um, Washington State University were founded during, like, the three years that Jack the Ripper was active. And most likely Jack the Ripper was uh, Prince Albert, Queen Victoria's son, and there's been books written on it, but he was probably a royal. And then you had the murderer over in Virginia who... um, was from Petersburg, Virginia. So you had the Petersburg and the Moscow taking place on the same day. So here's my theory. I think this is a ritual 
because I think we're going to war with Russia and that there's going to be civil war, which were two of the biggest things that JFK faced. He had a near nuclear war with Russia and the civil war that was starting through race wars with MLK. And ever since these murders took place on the 13th, you can see the, the thread of these stories in the news. Like you've, you, this goes all the way over to the, Louis, the Louisiana State University girl that was raped and murdered. Did you hear about that one? Louisiana State, you said? Yes. There's a, like a cute blonde girl that was an alpha Yes, key, I did hear that. Yes. Somebody, which was actually the same sorority Kaylee was in. So Kaylee's the only alpha fee in that house. And this girl is an alpha fee. And she is supposedly raped and, you know, thrown on the road. So you have two dead blonde alpha fee girls. But here's where you have to understand. When they finally produced the murderer, which I don't think originally they were going to give us one, but I think this got too much uh, attention and they were not going to be able to keep these two towns open if they didn't produce a murderer. And so they've thrown in Brian Koberger, but his last name, Koberger, the, the Windsor's real name is Saxon Koberg Goten. That's their real name. They changed it to Windsor. So he literally has the last name of King Charles. I'm not even kidding you. Are you still there? And my theory from the yeah, I'm I'm just saying my theory from the beginning was this was related to the British. I think they're coming. Personally, I think they want America to be back under their their thumb. Uh, America was uh, founded under King Charles the um, first as a colony, and then um, George uh, is who lost it. Um, and then we have now Charles III, and I think he's coming to, like, reclaim. That's just my theory, but mm-hmm. I know it's really out there. But I had it from day one that this was going to be a real mess because of the 1122. And then it's King Road. And then, you know, you have the four. The You know why they killed four and not six? Because four was the number in the car of the JFK vehicle. That's what I think. Like, all the numbers were matching up to, like, the JFK assassination. Oh, and JFK was uh, nominated to be president from the senator in Idaho named uh, Church. So Idaho was a very important state to JFK. And before JFK was assassinated, he did an 11-state tour. And um, this was two months before he died. And he went to Washington State. And he went to Washington State University. And there's only two presidents that have ever visited that university. And one of them was named Taft. And then the other one is JFK. So this is not something that you normally have a president at that college. And when he went, he spoke at Bryan Hall, B-R-Y-A-N Hall. So they give us a Bryan, I don't know. I just see like this is just too bizarre. Everything. And then the details are just really awful. Like, Everything they're telling us just is not normal, and it, it's so smelly. It's it's like a pile of garbage that's been rotting for a long time. It's just this is ridiculous. And there's a conspiracy of secrecy, and you always had that with JFK. There's always a lot of secrecy. You know, a lot of people know what happened, but nobody speaks because they'll be killed. There's just like whatever this is. It's bigger than these people that that are in that house. Wow. First of all, how did you remember all of that? (laughs) Did you have notes in front of you? 
No, uh, that, that's just, and I even know more, but that's just like the top of my head. Right. So that was on the, the top the, of your head. Do you have all that written down somewhere? Not really. Like a flow I just chart take or screenshots. Something? What I do is when I look at stories throughout the month, I'll just take screenshots. But I've been doing this for like 10 years. So I have like an encyclopedia in my head. You do. Pic- like You're very intelligent. Like- do you have a photographic memory? It sounds like you no, do. No, I don't. I just, I, well, I, you said you have an encyclopedia in your head and it's very painful. My brother has a uh, photographic memory and that's the way he describes things. It's not like it's photographic. It's more like I, I can each day when I look at the news, I connect the stories. So like, you know, you'll have like this story and I'll say, how does this relate to the other news stories? Because right now the media is controlled by the people that are controlling us and they right. own it. So, like, what is it that they're feeding us today? And you can kind of see, like, you'll see, like, an example would be yesterday you had, like, or someday this week, I don't remember what day, but you had that horrible story out of Memphis. But then you also had a story of Lisa Marie. And if you understand, Memphis was one of the capitals of Egypt. And then the guy's name is Tyree, but it's also Tyre, like the king of Tyre. And you have like a biblical connotation going in there. And then you have like Lisa Marie, who's like, you know, her, her dad is the king of, of rock and roll and like the king of Memphis. So you have like Memphis stories going on in the media. So you can like start to see patterns kind of that you could, you just say, what is this? And then some of them become big stories and some of them fade away, but it's like they're feeding us stuff all the time. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with anything you said because my eyes are still crossed as I'm trying to process it. But there's two things that stuck out for me I want to ask you about. And uh, the the first one is, okay, the first one is, is I heard you say something about a sac. You used the term they and the term sacrifice. And you uh, presented some compelling information about that. Um, and that possibly there's sacrifices from people that were being sacrificed or in that one sorority in different places. So my question is this, who are the, they that have to perform the sacrifice to these people that are in those sororities? You know, I don't know that. Like, I just know that it's very rich. Like the first thing when I saw the 1122 is I said, you know, this is an assassination that took place in this house. This is not, a person. This is not some psycho stalker because a psycho stalker wouldn't have killed on that time. They, who, who, what, because stalkers are usually weaselly, scary, scared little guys or whatever. They're not like the most, you know, macho. And they, and that's how they, they prey upon people at, at, in a vulnerable time. This house actually wasn't vulnerable at that time. There was a lot of people in the house. There was vehicles parked outside of the house. The police were on the grassy knoll called Banfield videotaping, you know, drunk students walking back and forth with containers, you know, I almost up until the murders took place. This was not the place a stalker would go to kill. But then they left. This is the kicker. They left a leather sheet that was a Marine Corps sheet. Well, do you know the only president in our history that is associated with the Marine Corps? Uh, I'll give you a guess. One guess. Um, Let me think. JFK. Oh, he was a Marine pilot? 
No, he was a Mar- uh, he was a Navy, but they have a Marines in the Navy, and he got a Purple Heart. But he's the only one. If you Google American presidents and the Marines, he's the only name that will pop up. So I think that that chief is a nod to JFK. Wow. So, and then there's other question I had for you about England wanting to take back America. And I don't disagree with it, but do you really think they want to take back America? Let's see. I'm thinking that if England did take back America, which they just asked politely and everybody would throw up their hands like, all right, fine, go for it. And they did. I think their, their money would plummet because of the amount of national debt we're in as compared to them. Well, no, I think like when I say that, I know it sounds like kind of crazy, but I don't think they've really fully left. Um, but that they moved a prince here. We have Prince Harry living in America. And right. Americans should be very concerned about this. This is not like old time America would not have just been like, oh, yay. Do you know we had two presidents who were knighted by the queen? Uh, Ronald Reagan and and uh, George Bush Senior. What the hell are our presidents being friggin' knighted for? People people never think that. that this is a picture family. They just like a nice little old family that just brings in tourist dollars. Uh, no, that's not who they are. They're above the law. They don't have to get driver's license. They're in. They run the secret societies that control that are out there in the world. They run them. They run them all, and. We have one of them living in our country right now. I find it very concerning. Wow. You need to read that book by Stephen King. You really do. There's a lot of yeah. this in. Are you, so you're into? Are you into numerology? I mean, I'm learning it. I don't want to know all this stuff. I'm just like a person that wants to. I don't like to be manipulated and I, and I, and I know they kind of harvest our emotions. So I've, I'm an emotional person, but I've started to train myself to see through the magic show so that I'm not harvested, if that makes sense. So like, I don't get emotionally involved except for I'm just pissed off with the manipulation. And then we're all, the, the majority of people, you know, are just brainwashed. So you can't see what's in front of your very face. And so I just try to hone in my eyes every day to see, like, what is it? Because they they do nod to history. So, like, even this Koberger guy, his address is 1630. And 1630 is the birth year of King Charles I, or King Charles II. So you had King Charles I uh, in, the, in the Virginia, you know, the Vandals, because that's supporters of King Charles I. The address of the murderer is King Charles II, and then you have, like, his name is, you know, like, the, the current King Charles III. So, like, I just try, you know, these are not, these are not normal last names, Proberger. Proberg. It's not, like, a common name, like a Smith or a Tom or Dylan or whatever. I don't, you know, anyways, I, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on. It's very wicked. And, and this is about to take down that America is one of the biggest, uh, I mean, we're about ready to go. I don't know if people understand where we're at. Oh, it's pretty bad. I hear in about <laughs> three to six months, we're really going to have a financial downturn. And I believe it too, because I lost my job a couple of days ago. So yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and the money's going to go. They're eventually just taking out the money, so it doesn't even matter if you had a job in money. That, that, I mean, you can see what the world's they're going to do to us. I mean, by 2030, we will own nothing. We will own nothing and like it. I mean, how bad does life have to get for that to be? That is what they say. That's true. actually called being a happy slave. That's what that is. That's what the World I, Economic I Forum is putting out. Yeah, but to own nothing and like it means you're just happy that like maybe you're not at being killed anymore. I mean, like think like if you like uh, went into Iraq, they were a middle class country, and then they lost all of their stuff. Some of these people, and then their their families are being killed, their kids are being sold, and then eventually you get to a point where you're just happy if you can just sit around, you know, outside around a fire pit and and just keep your family from being killed. I find that to be a very concerning statement because we're already slaves. I mean, people, I don't know if people understand. We don't have any of the constitutional things that we, we are taught we have. We don't own property in America. If you have to pay tax on it, you don't, that's your car, that's your house. I mean, you just, it's just a fact. If you had no money and you owned all your stuff, you can't keep it. So we did a show and uh, it was a Christmas special act. Actually, you might want to check that out. We did an interview with a former federal inmate and he was yeah. telling us once he was incarcerated, how he learned that he had really been incarcerated his whole life, but he didn't realize it. And he told the different ways they were uh, doing mind control there in prison and how he realized they were doing it on the outside. You might be interested in that show. It was a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'll look into it. But anyways, these Idaho murders, we all need to keep our eyes on them because I think it's got like a lot of their agenda in it. And and a lot of it is just that secrecy that's frightening to see in these young people. I don't know how they got people to participate in whatever they're doing. Maybe it was dr drugs. Maybe it was heads of the sororities and fraternities. I really don't know what's going on really behind the scenes. But when I saw the video cam, have you seen the cam of the cops watching you know kind of that area and 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 get, uh, pulling people over that might have been underage have you seen that oh yeah we saw that we went over all that yeah well the day one when i first learned about that i got oh my god they were casing that house why were they out there because you know my first i only got involved because of the, the address so when i saw the stuff i was putting it into my you know, belief of what was going on. And I'm like, you know, that's a, a stakeout. They were keeping people from going over there while whatever was going down over there was going to happen. That's what I think. Well, after they got their tickets, I'm pretty sure they all did go home. Yeah. Cause they were keeping people from wandering over there. And then they told because their why friends were they there and everybody the would have if they were in a random area at three thirty in the morning, why wouldn't they be in a more? Well, it wasn't exactly random. They were in front of the band field, which was right in front of the sorority house. So if everybody was walking from one edge to the sorority house, that's where they caught them at. You mean, yeah, the fraternity house. And then also, here's an interesting thing: most of the sorority houses and are on like Elm Street, which is where JFK was killed. Um, on Elm Street. So there's just a ton of stuff that I, I'm just saying, The I don't see why everybody, I mean, one thing that I find very problematic is the cops were out there basically right before the murders took place. And I don't know when they left the band field. I don't know the exact time when they left, but they were giving tickets at 3.30 
And then they're telling us people died at 5425. So when did they leave that area? I don't recall. We, we covered it before. And supposedly and, right at the time that the murders were going on is when they were still at the Banfield. So it wouldn't have been until after, uh, what, 420-something. Yeah, but it's like the, the, the now, the, even I'm just going to go with their story. Mm-hmm. But now we, they're giving us a time of death based on a car. It isn't based on autopsy. It isn't based on, like, we, we need, if we are going to go for this, this guy being the killer, we need to know the actual time of death. Because if they died at 5 a.m., he's not the killer. You know, if they, if they died at, you know, whatever, he's 3.30, he's not the killer. Because they're using a car, which, by the way, is not identified with a him in it or the license plate. I mean, they're just like, it's a white Hyundai Elantra. It's him. Because he left his apartment 40 minutes away, and now it's here. And <laughs> you understand there, there's over 90 white Hyundai, Hyundai Elantras just at Washington State University alone. Not to mention how many are at Moscow. It's like a it's like a, a pretty generic car. Yeah, almost as if almost as if the FBI gave them the most generic car in America to pick <laughs> their car. Maybe. There's no bumper stickers on it. There's no dent. Like usually, college students have some identifying something on their car, even if it's a sticker. So it's just, it's so nondescript and there's so many of them. It's not, it's just, we don't even know the story. Their feet, the, these cops have lied to us. They told us the deaths happened between three and four. And they told us that after they would have talked to DM. So they lied to us. Then they told us to look for a 2011 to 2013 Elantra, white Elantra, when on the 7th of December, but on the 29th of November, they had a BK in their site, so they would have known it was a 2015, and all they did was fill up the phone lines. The tip lines were just overrun with cars for tips for a worthless car. And then a lot of people are, you know, don't really understand the details, so they're like, why didn't he turn in his car? Well, they're asking for a 2011 to a 2013. Why would he call in about a 2015? You know, like, it's, he had a generic car. Why would he call? He was just wasting their time to call because they specifically said 2011 to 2013. And, and then the weird thing about the phone call not being made to the police, I think none of us are making a big enough a deal about it. We all know it's weird, but that's friggin' weird. Nine hours after a murder? You're calling after you had shock face and saw some guy going through your, your house. So originally you think, okay, maybe they slept, but now we actually know one of them was awake and saw somebody. So she just went back to her room and went to bed. This is not normal. This is not even a little bit normal, not even for wasted people. So are you thinking that uh, Brian Nothingburger wasn't involved at all? I have no idea. I, like I said, this could literally just be some kind of play that they're all executing. I mean, maybe at this point, we haven't even, I don't even know. I can't even go there, but I don't even know if, if it's real. 
I mean, I don't know. I can't confirm it because at this point, everybody could be involved in a farce for all we know. I don't know. I mean, it's just too damn weird. It's too weird how everybody's behaving. So quiet because we're hearing that Ethan's brother came into the house before the cops were called. I mean, that's a rumor. But if that's true and his brother was there and they and they were cleaning up stuff, this is just weird. Why would you even do anything to jeopardize finding the criminal who did this to your own family? Like, how is that even possible? I don't know. Because, like, if, the first thing is if, if that was my sister or brother and somebody called me and said, hey, you got to come over here, and I went over and he even sensed something like that, I would say, get the hell out of the house, and I'd be calling 911. I would not be, like, running through the house and having people look. I mean, that would be so freaky to see that. I can't even imagine what that would look like. I wouldn't even want to. I would not want to see if this was real, what that looked like. But then we're supposed to believe this guy left the house and drove away and the way and then they and then they watch him clean his car in Pennsylvania. I mean they just sit there and watch him cleaning his car. It's like what why would why would you sit there and watch him clean his car? Why wouldn't you that's supposedly gonna be the biggest piece of evidence is that car. Because no matter how clean he was, if he had anything on him it's in that ventilation, it's in that car. So I just why would you even chance anything being disturbed or disrupted with him cleaning while you're watching him? It makes me wonder if they got the vacuum that he used or whatever rags he th threw away. I wonder if they got all that as evidence. Well, I mean, they should have, but it's like, it doesn't even make sense because all they had to do was, um, if they were watching him, they could have, I don't know. I, the, the whole thing, they could have just brought him in and said, Hey, you have a Hyundai Elantra. Can we look at it? I mean, there was no reason not to talk to him. He fit, he fit the Hyundai Elantra. He, they could have just said, if they thought he was a person of interest, they could have brought him in. And then he has more of a chance of saying something that will could be used against him down the road because he's opened his mouth and maybe contradicted his defense for the future. But it's almost like they've either set him up to totally get off or he'll be dead before it goes to trial. I will see what happens. I don't know that he'll even make it, but if he does, then I, I either he, it's a slam dunk and there's DNA evidence, you know, to kingdom come in that car because if he really drove that car that night, there's something in it <laughs> that he couldn't remove with cleaning. I'm starting to run out of time, but you're into numerology and you've done your research on things. And I don't know if you've got to see all the, the different stories that we've had on here tonight, but certainly in some other nights, the daily news that we go over has gotten progressively worse. Do you have any reason to believe that we're, we're, um, entering that stage that people call the end of the world? Oh, for sure. That's why, yeah, <laughs> we are, unfortunately. I don't doubt that. Thank you call, for calling very much. I appreciate it. You have a good evening. And you're going to have to call you in too. again sometime. I know you're going to come okay, up with more. It's okay. Thank you. Appreciate I'll talk it. to you later. Thank you. Uh -huh. That was a great call. That was a great call. Uh, I'm probably going to one of these days have to rewind it. 
but I am running out of time. So I'll put the links to everything about Dustin Hoffman in the description below the video. And let me see if there's anything else here. I got two more stories that I'm just not going to be able to get to tonight. But that's all right. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. I very much appreciate it. I'm turning the phone line off now. For those of you that weren't able to call, I'm sorry, but I appreciate it. Call in next time. I definitely want to get to you, get your stories. So for those of you that tune in for the first time, this is Midnight Radio. I'm your host, Jerry Adams. What we do on this show is I'm a fiction writer. I go through all the top stories of the day. Some of them we stay on if they're very odd, like the Idaho 4, but mostly we move on. And we go over them together, we discuss them. We go over wild-ass speculations, wild-ass theories, and even tame theories. We put a pin on it and we get more information about, about these cases. We discuss it, we find out what was correct and what wasn't correct. That's what we do right here. If any of you are interested in becoming a member, if you're a member, um, you can get free uh, streams just for members and videos just for members. We have that up now. If you want more information about that, click join and check it out. Until next time, all my best. <laughs>